Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, Well Women. Welcome back to those of you who are regulars. And welcome to the new folks. I know we're getting a lot of new listeners every week, um, mostly because we're more visible on different platforms, including NPR One. Shout out to NPR One app. Love that. And uh, this month, we're um, really wanting to share with you about the Well Woman Jumpstart, which is, you can find it at wellwomanlife.com slash jumpstart. You know, I had a lot of women asking me about the transformation framework and the Well Woman Life Cycle that I refer to on the show um, and that we talk about with the guests. And so I created the Jumpstart to kind of get people started using the the framework and it really helps with all the worksheets that come along with it. Um, it really helps you dive into how to use the transformation framework where, like how to know where you are in the life cycle and then what to do, like what tools to use to move through the life cycle and really get to where you want to be, which is in flow and with, uh, acting and speaking from a place of love and openness, which just creates more of what you want in the world, whatever that is, whether it's something in your personal life, your professional life, or your public service life. So definitely check it out. Wellwomanlife.com slash jumpstart. And I'm excited to bring to you today a show where I interview sisters two sisters that make up the band Lindy Vision. They're a a band comprised of three Native and African-American sisters. And they're an indie rock band that's been described as female Devo with hints of MIA and yeah, yeah, yes. So they're super fun. And they just released their newest album, Adult Children Part One. And on the show today, we talk about the story they're telling through their music about being adult children of alcoholics and substance abuse, where the band gets its inspiration from, and how the three sisters find their courage and resilience. So not to be missed, you can find all the links and information uh, uh, that mentioned today at wellwomanlife.com slash 158 show. And you can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. Now to my interview with Dorothy and Carla.
I'm speaking with Dorothy Kyler. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Dorothy, you are one of three sisters that make up Lindy Vision, but can you tell me who are you in the world today as a woman? It's a big question. Um, so my mother, is, her, she was Hickory Apache. Her name was Darla Hassel. She passed away two years ago. My father, born in Brooklyn, New York, um, he's African-American descent. I'm also a yogi, so I teach yoga. That's a big part of my life, big part of my spiritual life. And being Native is also part of my spiritual life. And then I practice pharmacy. That's kind of my, my day gig. That's kind of how I pay my bills and support myself. And I am a sister, a daughter, a lover of all things. And I have a fur baby. So my little min- miniature pincher is kind of my, my ride or die. She's my foster failure. Yeah. So those are kind of the major parts of my life. What are you working on right now that impacts women's lives? Individually, I think my yogi stuff is really kind of how I've been connecting with um, a lot of females and a lot of I do. I, I work with a group that's people of color um, yoga and that's been really powerful for me it's unisex but I really feel like on a female level it's been really it's really connected me with that part of myself that maybe I didn't identify with or I didn't feel quite connected with so I really enjoyed that so that's kind of my individual thing Um, I wish I worked with more um, females but I, my clinic is a primarily HIV hep C clinic, which is predominantly um, men who sex, men who have sex with men. So I don't get a lot of female interaction in that setting, but um, I do like the females that do come into our clinic. I kind of connect with them in a deeper level because it's it hits home to me because that's some of my personal background and my family. Like we've had a lot of like substance abuse, a lot of things like that, and just the disease, the nature of the disease states. It's a stigmatized one. Um, but yeah, I wish I could. I wish I think I'm opening up more to more female empowerment stuff. My myself, my sisters and I, we've been asked to do a lot of like public speaking stuff that's recently come up for us um, for schools. And so I'm hoping that we can connect with younger, younger females, younger generations and and inspire them in that way. Mm-hmm. So through art, I'm hoping to really connect with females. And. Your band, um, it's all female, you and your two sisters. What would you say has been the vision for for you and your band? Wow. That has, I think when we were little girls, we just were always in our own world. I mean, we obviously grew up together. We're siblings, sisters, and um, we had a lot of trauma in our lives and we felt really isolated and with our our whole home life. I think we really just grew, created a dream world for ourselves. And we called it, it was called Barbie land um, because we played a lot of Barbies. So we had this little room. It was full of junk and toys and Barbies. And we would just play hours in there and make up like make believe it was a make believe world for us and then we also had um a game it was a house game that we played um and it was called junt that's where our last album the name came from that but yeah it was it was just us playing adults so we were like nine ten years old pretending to be adults in this world called junt um my name was junt and then nay or natasha was charlene and then carla was christine and we would just have our little dolls or babies and then our husbands (laughs) and then yeah we were just kind of weird always kind of strange strange girls we always had this like make believe world so with Lindy Vision, it has been this another make-believe world. Like I, I think about it today and it's like we really created Lindy Vision from nothing. Like the fact that it's actually something today, like you can look it up on the internet, you can download it. It's amazing to me. So it's really just kind of bringing that idea of our little, our childhood dreams and making them adult dreams and kind of just 
running with it and going with it and just having fun. And like the fact that people actually are like supporting us and believing in us, it's like, (laughs) I'm really, I'm still like blown away today to have the reception that we've had and to have the impact that we had. Okay. And the name of your new album is Adult Children. So what's the story there? Um, So Adult Children, um, it comes from this book by Janet. I don't want to butcher her last name. It's Wotitz, I think. Um, But it was written in 1987, I believe. And it's Adult Children of Alcoholics. And um, one of my really good friends, one of my yogi friends had gifted it to me last year sometime. And we'd been girlfriends for like a while and we were always just like talking, you know, um, kind of gossiping, just kind of, I don't know, just BSing all the time. And then she gave me this book and, and we, and we exchanged like art, art stuff, what's going on in our lives. And she gave me this book, um, thinking that it would help me because, you know, she hears all my gripes and all my problems. And so she gifted it to me and I read it. I read it in like a day. It's a really quick read. And I was just like sobbing the entire time. I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this is me. (laughs) These are like the, the themes that are that, you know, Janet goes over in that book. It's basically things that children who grew up with in a household with alcoholism, you kind of have this commonality of issues that you face as adults. Like you have trust issues. You have issues with believing what people say, right? Like, because your parents would say one thing and then they'd come home wasted and you'd get a whole different story. So a lot of the the themes in that book were they really resonated with me. And and the book is really powerful in the sense that it, it brings an awareness to the issues that you have, right? It, it gives you hope, right? There's a healing process. There's a healing step. And there's, I believe there's a group for it also, kind of like adult or Alcoholics Anonymous. There's a group for it. So it's a whole movement. I'm, I haven't met a lot of people who've read the book, but I mean, it was a first time coming to me and um, I've been doing therapy on and off since my parents got divorced when I was nine years old. So to to get get this book from another female friend was just like mind blowing. I was like, why didn't one of my adult therapists, you know, give me this book? Like I gave them like everything. They gave them my story. They knew my background and they knew my history. And it took my into my really good yogi friend, my yogini friend, a fem- another female to give me the book. So yeah. So when we were working on adult children, um, that's where it came from. It was a lot of those feelings and emotions that I was like, oh, this is from the book and this makes sense. So it's just, it was really organic for me. And I'm lucky that the girls really supported the idea of going with it. Because another thing with being an adult children of an alcoholic is that you're ashamed. You know, we grew up not wanting to talk about that or not, not being able to talk about it because who knows, like the child children's services could come in and take you away from your parents, rip your, your family apart. And in and, and a in a weird subconscious way, we kind of knew that growing up. We knew that a lot of our stuff was, we need to keep it to ourselves. And so we internalized a lot of it. And so the fact that my sisters and I decided to, hey, we're going to embrace this and heal and connect with people through it on a therapeutic level was really powerful. So was that the first album and the first writing songwriting you did around that childhood issue for the three of you? Yeah, this is a big album for us. It, it's kind of like a coming out album, right? Like all these other albums, we've we've talked on intense, serious subjects. Like we've all kind of dabbled. I mean, in in the rock world, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So you know, I, I used to drink. I, I don't. I no longer drink. But yeah, we've all kind of. So I, we've had themes of 
of substance abuse and and relationship issues. And all of her albums are very intimate. They're all personal biographical stories. Essentially, I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to know what was going on in my life, like, here, listen to Pink and Black 2014. <laughs> like, that's what was going down. Um, but yeah, this was the first time that we openly were like, hey, we because people don't really didn't really know that about us or don't really know that about us. They think some people think we come from privilege or because they look at us a certain way and they think we come from money because we're pretty resilient and we've done a lot with our lives. Like who would have known I'd become a pharmacist or do anything that I'm doing now. So to openly come out as an adult child of alcoholics is like, it's super empowering for us and healing. We like on a basic level, we all are suffering. You know, you just never know to what degree. And so... That was us opening up about like some suffering that we've had. And yeah, it was the first time. Going back to some of the stuff that you talked about, where did you grow up? In New Mexico here? And, and like wh- where and what was that like? We are New Mexico, New Mexico, re- born and raised. I was born and raised in Las Cruces. Yeah, my mom was raised in Dulce or on and off the reservation. Las Cruces is an interesting place. You know, there's the northern New Mexico vibe because we've lived in Albuquerque over 10 years now. And so I identify as a Burkenyo. Las Cruces was a really peaceful place growing up, but it was also really isolated. I, we identify as black and native, but we're mixed. So, you know, people will kind of label you what whatever they want. And I have, uh, of my three sisters, I have the darkest skin. <laughs> so I endured a lot of, you know, racism growing up. I just grew up really timid and kind of ashamed of myself. And then our back, like our home life was pretty difficult too. So, I mean, there was a combination of the two, you know, the bullying at school and then, you know, not feeling loved and supported in your household at some points. So you have developed an incredible amount of resilience. You talked about the racism that you faced and the difficulty, you know, at home as a child. You and both of your sisters have have these professional degrees. One is a lawyer, two of you are pharmacists. You started this band. Where do you think the resilience came from? I think it's a weird question, but I think it's something that's like in my DNA. Like I think it's in Native American DNA. I think it's in black people's DNA. Like we're survivors. Like we've we've been people have been trying to wipe us out for years, decades like hundreds of years, you know, it's and it's still happening today. Our mo- our mother was very resilient, like in her life, she had a lot of trauma. And she was just she would get knocked down and she would get right back up. My dad was who we primarily grew up with in Las Cruces. He I would credit him for raising us. He was a very strong man. Like he worked two jobs growing up. We always knew he loved us. Like he always told us he loved us. Always so proud of us. We did really well in school. Obviously, that was my thing. I, I excelled. The girls and I like we became overachievers. And I was the oldest. So I kind of set the bar high and then we've always been competitive. I just want to touch on that because I work with a lot of high achieving women, right? And there is a common theme, which is that we tend to sort of really focus in on achieving, achieving. And and often we're like really good students or just high achieving in our careers. And so it's interesting that all three of you did that. As far as getting started with the band, how did you start with instruments and singing and writing? Like, was that an influence from your parents? Or did you three just like kind of come up with that? The catalyst for the band. So we grew up with music. Like my dad listened to Motown and he was like a DJ in the 80s. And then my mom loved country and loved all kinds of pop. She was like really big into Madonna and Pat Benatar. Just a plethora of music growing up. And so we always loved music. And then in high school, we found the Strokes. The yeah, it was like in the 2000s. We found the Strokes, the yeah, yeah's, Interpol, a lot of the New York punk bands, Canadian bands. And we just fell in love. And they were just like speaking to our hearts and our souls. And we're like, oh my gosh 
gosh, there's another world out there and we connected with it. And so Carla started playing drums and then they played guitar and then I didn't want to be left behind. So I was like, well, I guess I'll sing. And knowing I couldn't sing, I mean, I still probably can't sing. So that's kind of how it started. And then I've always been creative. It made sense for me to kind of write the lyric and do the vocal. So it was very organic for us to do that. But it was basically a way, it was therapy for us. Okay, I'm speaking with Dorothy from Lindy Vision, one of the three sisters that makes up the band. We'll be right back. Whether you're just starting your journey or you've been on it for months or even years, the Well Woman Jumpstart is a great place to begin. So you might want to know, what's the outcome? How will I benefit from this? If you want to reach the income, impact, or intimacy goals you have, you can jump right in with this awesome jumpstart. You'll learn what your unique superpower is, which is super important for everything else you'll be working on in your life. You'll learn uh, proven tools to address your particular challenge. You'll get real clarity about your life and your big goals and challenges. And you'll get to talk to me, Giovanna, one-on-one, and I'll give you feedback and insight specifically on your goal or challenge. If you're ready to jump in, go to wellwomanlife.com slash jumpstart. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green, healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity so of mind, So we're back and with one of the members of the Lindy all. Vision, the band. We're going into this segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a few quick questions. So the first question is, what does success in life mean for you? Following your bliss and finding happiness. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? When we started in 2014, like we met a gentleman and he was like, you guys are worth a million bucks. He just saw our drive and he said he believed in us. And I think that's when I really started believing in us and that we could actually be successful. That's definitely a a good example of like external validation. I am going to push back on you to say, I think you probably, you and your sisters felt some of that internal confidence before that guy said that because otherwise you wouldn't have even like created your band, I don't think. Can you you speak to that at all? Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's a little bit broader. I I guess we've always been, I've always believed in us. Like I always tell my sisters, I was like, like, if you do something enough times, you'll be good at it. So it doesn't matter. Like I can suck today, but in 10 years after doing the same thing every day, like I'll be great at it. So I've always, we've always had that. So yeah, that was when we started the band because yeah, we sucked. Like everybody sucked, but we just kept going. Like there's just that drive and that desire. Okay. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? I guess my meditation practice is, that's one of my personal habits that I try to do daily. And it's really important to me to, you know, set that time aside and do that. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time. Dang. Uh, what superpower? My intuition, that little voice inside you that you're like, shut up, but it's really good. Like if you are in tune with it, if all the chakras are lined up, if everything's aligned, like it's always there and you just need to listen. I love that. I talk a lot about that in the well woman community. And um, a lot of times we, it, it is there, but we don't, either we don't hear it or we don't listen, right? Like how many times have we just like ignored that? And then later, we should have listened to that. Uh, Just a couple of quick questions here. What advice would you give your younger self, say 10 years ago? I would tell my younger self to love yourself more and don't be so hard on yourself. And 
do you identify as a feminist? Feminist is a loaded word. Um, I identify as a female who wants to empower other females and other human beings in general. So if that's feminism, then yeah, put me in that group. Okay. And then lastly, um, what are you reading right now? What, what's on your nightstand? Oh, gosh. I've been really trying to get back into... It's a book called The Light on Yoga. Have you ever heard of that? It's um, by BKS Iyengar, but it's like the Bible of asana poses because I'm a teacher. So it's really important to me to like, you know, excel in that or do well in that for my students. And so I've been dabbling with my BKS Iyengar. It's a, it's a tough book, but it goes through like every asana or every yoga pose possible and the benefits of it. And it's intense. It's called The Light on Yoga. Okay. And then if you had to recommend uh, a couple songs from your new album for listeners to go and find right away, what would they be? Tightrope is one of my favorites and Handshakes. All right, Dorothy, it was so nice to have you on the program today. Yeah, thanks, Giovanna. It was great. I appreciate it. with Carla Kyler from the band Lindy Vision. She's uh, one of the three sisters that makes up the band. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Um, Carla, I want to ask you, we're going to do superpowers for success with you. But I want to just first say that, you know, in like researching your band and listening to a little bit of it, I loved the description that you're like the girl Devo band. I thought that was really fun. And also, um, you know, you're, you're influenced by um, David Bowie and Radiohead. And but then you sound like bands like Blondie and Joy Division. So how did that all come about? Was this literally um, kind of the, the culmination of all three of you sisters, your, your taste in music? Absolutely. When we create our music, we each create our own part, but we do it together in the room. So I, we often play off of each other. So sometimes Nate will have a guitar rift or um, Didi will have a starting vocal line or I'll have a drum part that I really like. And then we'll start building the song from there. But because we listen to similar music, um, often we like the songs that we're creating together. And yeah, so it's definitely um, a collaborative effort when we write all of our songs and everything that you hear even to this day is a reflection of what we're listening to and what we're inspired by. Okay. And then the three of you are very individual. You have a really individual look, but it all ties together so well. Is that intentional and do you have to hold each other accountable sometimes like hey you're not looking like the way we want to look <laughs> you, you go go change or does it just kind of all come together oh it's funny how you say that because we fight all the time about oh, who's gonna wear what and I'm actually the most flashy of all of us I like being um, kind of the Beyonce of the group but I have to remember that I'm part of a collective so 
I um, we collaborate more now as we are doing more performances. But yeah, we all kind of have a flashy sense of style and we do look up to um, really flashy artists like David Bowie or Tina Turner. Okay. And for listeners, you've got to check out some of these photos. Go to wellwomanlife.com slash radio for all the links and pictures of these, um, these three sisters. So Carla, I want to ask you about um, some of your some of the six some of the things behind your success and the first thing I want to ask you is what does success in life mean for you success in life means for me that I'm happy with my decisions in life I haven't always been happy with the route I've gone but um, I found that success for me is when I'm able to sleep well at night that's so good I mean that's it, that really does capture kind of that state of ease, right? Of, right? of being easeful and happy. Especially for someone who has a ton of regrets. <laughs> it's hard to sleep well, but now I sleep better at night because I am more forgiving of myself and I have more of a vision for where I want to be in life. Yeah. And regrets are interesting because, um, you know, we can think of it like we did all of those things and that's made us who we are now today. Um, I want to ask you, when did you know you were really good at what you do, taking your music as an example? I don't know. I still think I've always had that internal that I am good no matter what I do. And I think that's just my personality. So I've, I've always had that thing that anything that I create, it, as far as drums go, it's good enough. And it's when I actually learned the album Is This It that Fab plays. He's my favorite drummer. That's when I knew that once I could learn that entire album that, you know, I could do anything. Okay. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your own well-being? Um, exercising every day. Uh, when I don't have time, actually, I didn't exercise today, <laughs> but um, exercising at least six times a week because I have to be able to move my body. That's very important to me and it's important for my brain. Okay. And so fitting that in is difficult. Uh, obviously, with a career, you're a pharmacist, you're, you're running, you're in the band, and I'm sure you're doing a lot of other things. How do you make, uh, make it happen in your schedule? I actually do it in the morning, except earlier today, I didn't have time because I had to be at work and then here at this podcast. <laughs> So I got a little sandwiched in, but I usually do it first thing in the morning. I have my coffee and then I do um, even like as short as 10 minutes. I'll do like a Tabata because I know that any movement will affect the rest of my day. So you can get even a five to 10 minute workout, but today I didn't. Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Uh, probably my ability to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time. Um, I don't let things go. And that's probably a superpower that I didn't know I had. I thought I would be resentful like for the rest of my life. Um, but now I'm learning to forgive people. And especially in this industry, um, a lot of people let you down. And um, I, even, I even let myself down. So that's a superpower, being able to forgive. I forgive a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, that's an important one. What advice would you give your younger self, say, 10 years ago? I would tell that uh, little girl um, to not listen to people as much, really follow yourself and stick with the positivity in yourself first. Okay. And do you identify as a feminist? 
I don't. I'm a humanist. I identify with all walks of life and I want to support every human being in any which way they want to live. Okay. And what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Currently reading a lot of laws. <laughs> no, because I have my job is pretty extensive, so I'm reading a lot of paperwork. Uh, nothing too creative. I still uh, read classic books, like I'm rereading Count of Monte Cristo, uh, but I've been rereading that for about a month now, so <laughs> I might have to hang it up. <laughs> but that I reread uh, a lot of classic books, and I'm actually going to start Frankenstein again because uh, that just came through Pope Joy Hall here, and I went and I missed it, and I just realized how much I love that story. Okay, awesome. And then last question um, from your new album, Adult Children. If you could tell listeners to go out and listen to any one of those songs, what would you say they should listen to first? Um, they should listen to Work Hard. I'm, that's a shout out to my uh, the guitarist in the band. She actually loves that song. And I started listening to it more too because she liked it so much. And I started to realize, oh, wow, this is probably the closest we've gotten to the Strokes sound. It really sounds like the Strokes. So if you dig the Strokes, check out Work Hard. All right, great, Carla. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week. <laughs>